We're good. Good morning. I'm Kelly Cisco. This is Ryan Cisco, and we are making your announcements. Uh, that's the extent of our worship guided uh, activities this morning, because the rest is going to the youth. So, announcements. Lillian Faith Rummage Sale. Thank you to everyone for volunteering and support of the Rummage Sale. It was a huge success. Today, immediately after worship, back there, there'll be a quick trustees meeting for those in the trustees. Next Sunday, May 28th, we will have an ice cream social. On the front lawn at 11.45, in case of rain, because we do live in Ohio, it will be served from the kitchen. Uh, the Methodist Men's Update, please note the announcement in the bulletin about the Men's Bike Outreach Program. Finance Committee will hold its next meeting on Tuesday, June 6th at 7 p.m. Liberian Student Scholarships pledge forms are in the back on the registration table. And lastly, we would like to thank Roy and Susan Arnett for today's altar flowers. Will you please now quiet your hearts for the lighting of the candles in the processional cross.
join me in the call, call to worship? People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked him. But Jesus told other children, yeah, let the children come to me and do not hinder him, for the kingdom of God will grow to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. However, do not rejoice who despairs who summons you. Will you please join me in the congregational prayer? The Lord is my shepherd. I like nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me inside the quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You are prayer table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all through the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of glory forever. And thank you. you may be seated at this time. Well, good morning, church. It's great to be in worship with you. You might have noticed that we have some friends gathered here today. And so those in the back row taking it all up. Hello, Ricker clan. It's good to see you today. Thanks for being with us. And we're uh, excited for this moment. As many of you know, uh, in our church, in the Methodist church, we celebrate two different sacraments. And uh, lo and behold, we're going to celebrate both of them here today. And so uh, we're going to have a good time on our youth Sunday. But one of the sacraments is that of baptism. And baptism means many different things, but among them, it means of God's grace being offered to us before we're ever, ever even knowledgeable of it. Even before we know that God is reaching out to us, God does so. And so we celebrate that work. Of course, what happens in baptism is God's spirit is imparted to us, that we become members of the church and that we become part of the family of God and raised up in the church. Until that day where at last, where we ourselves can make that decision for our own. And so we're going to be recognizing baptism here today. And so I will ask those of uh, the Rickers, of both Jeff and Rachel, to come forward at this time. <laughs> She's super happy. We'll see if that lasts or not. I really don't know. Well, church, as we're gathered here today, once again, we come to this baptismal covenant to remember God's grace that's being offered freely that for Kaylee here today, that she would not only have this moment of baptism, that God would start working in her life and doing amazing things, but that day would come at last where she makes her own decision. And so, brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All of this is God's gift offered to us without price. I present to you today, Kaylee Clare for baptism. Now, Jeff and Rachel, as we uh, mentioned here before, there's going to become a day where she'll make this own decision for herself to follow Christ. But until that day comes, we ask you, as those who are there, 
spiritual guidance of her that will be with her day in, day out, the questions of the membership of the church. And so I ask you both on behalf of the whole church, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with, with the church which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? And will you nurture Claire, Kaylee Claire, that is, in Christ's holy church, that by your teaching and example she may be guided to accept God's grace for herself and profess her faith openly, which she's doing already, and lead to a Christian life. Excellent. And now, church, you also make a commitment here today. First of all, I ask you all, do you as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If so, say, we do. And specifically, will you nurture this child? And with God's help, will you proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ that you would surround Kaylee? with a community of love and forgiveness that she may grow in her service to others. Will you pray for her that she may be a true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life? If you want to make that commitment, say, we do. Well, everything is in order. Let's first of all give prayer and thanks over the baptismal water here today. Eternal Father, when nothing existed but chaos, you swept over dark waters and brought forth light. In the days of Noah, you saved those in the ark through water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow. When you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children were brought through the Jordan, the land in which you had promised. In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus, nurtured in the water of a womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and to make disciples of all nations. And so, mighty God, brought your Holy Spirit and bless this gift of water and those who receive it to wash away their sin, to clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives, that in dying they may be raised with Christ and may share in his final victory. We praise you, O Lord, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Come here with me. Will you let me hold you? All right. Hey, how are you? I'm so glad to be with you. I know you don't know me. You don't know me. I know. That's all right. Take that microphone. Well, what name is given to this child? Haley Claire. I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May the Holy Spirit work within you that you may be a child of God, born of his grace, and all your days you may walk in his light, now and forevermore. Amen. All right, you are going to take that. Well, you might just want to come with me. Well, church, we're just going to stay together here, and we'll see if you guys want to follow me just in case we have an outburst. But church, I want to introduce to you the newest member of our church by baptism here, Haley Claire Ricker. So I'm going to walk around. <laughs> I know they're coming to you. <laughs> I know some of you. Yeah. 
This is your church family. All right, we're going to look over this way. You want, you want to turn that way. Okay, we'll go that way. Say, <laughs> so she's ready to preach. She wants that microphone. Well, Jeff and Rachel was so blessed to be part of this day to remember God's grace being poured out. I'll hand uh, Kaylee back to you. And then on behalf of the church, I also want to present to you this certificate of baptism so you can always remember this moment. And uh, it does have a space for some witnesses. I'll let you choose who you want to have your witnesses here today. But uh, again, we're so thankful for you. And let us offer a quick prayer again for Kaylee here today. Lord, may you bless this child that evermore she may grow up, not only knowing of your grace, not only of knowing of your love, that, that, Lord, each of us would live up to the promise of living our best life for you so that she may have good guidance and that, God, when that day comes where she accepts you as her own Lord and Savior of her own free volition and will, Lord, we celebrate with the angels and we celebrate with you all that you're doing. And we give you grace. We give you thanks, Lord, for your grace that's available ever before we even make that decision. God, we love you. We praise you. Bless this child. Amen. Remind people that the water is warm. If you want to be baptized, let me know. <laughs> we can make that happen. Well, as we continue to worship here today, uh, I do want to mention that uh, we're going to be going to the Lord in a time of prayer. But first of all, we have a very exciting announcement to share with you. I'm going to ask uh, Jeannie Hinkle to come up from the, from the pulpit, share with you some exciting news. Good morning. Um, I know we have a lot of visitors today, so I'll just say who I am. My name is Jeannie Hinkle, and I am one of the co-chairs for the Staff Parish Committee. My other co-chair is Elaine Lewis. Um, and we do have several people on the committee. Wanted to make a, an announcement, a very exciting announcement. We have a new pastor, Pastor Richard Rick Burke, a 2001 graduate of the Methodist Theological Seminary of Ohio, will join us on Sunday, July 2nd. He is a very congenial man with a love of Jesus and has led several local congregations, including Sixth Avenue Methodist in Lancaster, Redeemer in Reynoldsburg, and most recently was shared between two churches in the Stoutsville area. He has actually spent the last year teaching history as well and felt it was time to move back into full-time ministry. He lives in Lithopolis with his 16-year-old special needs son, Owen, and enjoys spending time with him. He, we asked him a lot of questions when we met him. He did state that his sermons are biblically based and he is greatly looking forward to helping us grow into a greater faith. He has a special interest in Bible studies and small groups and is excited to join in our community uh, with all of our community out outreach things that we do. In the meantime, we will continue to shower Pastor Jonathan and his lovely family with love. Um, expect some special send-offs and welcomes in the next few weeks. And if you have any questions, you can feel free to reach out to Elaine or I or anyone on the Staff Parish Committee. Who do I have here today from Staff Parish? Raise your hands. So we've got several people here from Staff Parish. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to reach out to us. Thank you. All right, thank you. 
It's okay to clap. You can be excited for a new pastor. Yeah. So uh, most likely, Rick, I know you're probably watching this at some point. This church is excited for you. We're excited to have you. And uh, may you just have a blessing as you come here to serve. And may many great years of ministry be before you and for this congregation. Do you want to uh, spend some time in prayer, as we mentioned here today? Uh, do you want to make sure that you know, especially for our visitors, that we do have a prayer chain where our uh, prayer requests prayer request that is get sent out. So if you have a prayer request and would like somebody to pray for that, or a whole bunch of people to pray for that, you can send it to uh, prayer at groveportumc.org. It will get then redistributed out to our prayer chain to make sure that we pray for those. I also want to mention that in your bulletin, we do have uh, printed our prayers for the week and as well as our praises. Uh, we do want to spend some time, do want to have a couple updates here as well. Uh, first of all, you see those that we're extending sympathy to. Uh, do have the announcement that, uh, unfortunately, Barb Shirley, one of our own, passed away uh, just this week. And so we want to lift up her family. I know uh, Steve's here. Steve, and, uh, and on behalf of our, your family and all our family, we love you guys, and uh, we're going to be here for you. Do want to let you know that um, in the days ahead, we'll be looking at Thursday, it looks like, as, as a day for the, the service and we do want to know, um, it is going to be at Spence Funeral Home in Canal Winchester, but the actual time is still yet to be announced. So we'll get that out through email. You can be looking for that here very soon uh, once all that gets lined up. I also want to extend our sympathy, as you see there, to uh, John and Cindy Borright, the cousins of Wayne Cassidy, who prematurely lost their son last week, uh, especially with the grievance of also losing their, another son a few years ago. We know that this is a hard time for them. We lift them up and continue to do that, as well as extend Karen, a family of Karen Fluarty and the passing of her nephew. Jeremy Henley, we continue to lift them up as well. We do want to just uh, have some praises, as always, and so we do have a praise, uh, God be the glory, it says right there, that Ron Coakley's tumor has completely gone. We've been praying for uh, all sorts of people, but we sometimes get to hear God working in great ways, so we celebrate that here. And then you see our other prayer concerns that are listed there. Uh, do have one to add to that that was, uh, came in after the printing of our bulletin, so we want to lift up Sue Counts, I believe is how to pronounce her name. Uh, she had a fall and had some injuries, multiple injuries. She's one of the neighbors of the Cisco's, and so we lift the, her up this day as well. You see all those that are in long-term care, and uh, not that one of these, I just want to add a special uh, prayer concern there for Shirley Boston, and uh, just to lift her up as well. We talked to Ed this morning, and uh, Shirley's doing well. She has some new shoes and all that stuff, so she is uh, feeling pretty good, uh, but I do want to lift her up uh, as well and let, you, uh, let her know that sometimes she's watching online. So Shirley, we're praying for you, as promised, uh, this morning that we'll be lifting you up by name. We also see those in long-term care, so we want to pray for Evelyn, Anna, Jack, Carol, Annabelle, Charlotte, Bette, Reverend Meredith, Kay, and then also those in active military service, Jake, Nicole, Bishop, Brandon, Parker, Justin, and James. I want to just mention also uh, today uh, is the day we're going to be praying over the Liberian Scholarship Certificates, as well as uh, David Cudi, who's Oh, where did Dave go? See, well, there he is. Okay, <laughs> you were hitting behind me somebody. I couldn't see you. David's going to come up. He's going to be going on behalf of our church to go to Liberia, to go to the Phoebe School there, to actually interview the students, give out these scholarships that uh, we've raised money for. So we're going to be praying over David and uh, for safe travels for his trip, also the scholarships that are here. Uh, and so uh, we're going to let you know that, uh, but also to let you know that here today, the altar rail is open. So if you want to come meet with God, you can do that. And uh, for any of those that uh, do come, you may have some friends along the church come alongside you, place their hand upon your shoulder. And that's your way of knowing that you don't come to this altar alone. We're a family together. We're here for each other, and we love each other dearly. So let's now go to the Lord in our time of prayer.
Our gracious Lord and Father, the one who has spoken through the ages and time and time again, even though your people turned away, God, you always came after us. God, just like the baptism that we celebrated here today, that even before we ever knew your name, you were searching for us, yearning to find us. God, you did find us, and how in that way of Jesus Christ, when the time was right, came to this earth that was born of a virgin. Lord, when the time was right, he started his ministry, and not only he taught us the ways of the kingdom and the ways of living, but God sacrificed himself, gave himself up, that, Lord, our sins could be forgiven. God, as we're here today, we celebrate this story. We celebrate the resurrection that after that cross, Lord, that you had power over death. We celebrate the gift of the Holy Spirit and the empowerment of your church. And we celebrate, Lord, that once again, you have come and you have found us. We put our faith in you, O Lord, and for your work that's upon us. And we step out in faith wherever you would lead, to go to the ends of the earth, to do good work. And God, as we celebrate here this Sunday the work you're doing in Liberia, Lord, we do pray that these scholarships would not only be a blessing in your sight, but each and every name that they represent would be a life that is changed because of what is done that God opportunities would be given to them that would not have existed, that they would not only be given those opportunities, but they'd use them wisely, and that, Lord, they would transform their own communities to make them brighter places, and even change a whole entire nation, a whole entire continent, a whole entire world, because some crazy Christians across the sea wanted to invest in their life. God, make this happen. We want to see this happen. We want to see your glory distributed and your glory proclaimed in all nations and all peoples and all places. God, as we're here, we do want to lift up David and the trip that he's going on. May you ever be before him. May you make everything that he has go, all the different trip itinerary plans, may they go smoothly. May, Lord, as he gets there, may he be sheltered and safe in the sense of may nothing go wrong. May no harm come to him or the children that he represents. And that God, as he's not only over there representing this church, but may he share the love of Christ through these students. May, Lord, they know and just hear this story of how all of us here today 
gave money freely so that they, Lord, could have an education. And that, God, they would truly have that opportunity and use it wisely. And most of our God, even more so than an education, may they, Lord, respond to your spirit moving at their hearts. That, Lord, not only may they know that you are Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of all, but they would know that you are their Lord and Savior. Be with David and protect him and bring him back safely to us when that time is right. Give him wisdom for any hard decisions. Give him grace for each and every moment. And may Lord again use his words, his actions, and his mouth. Bring your grace to this world. God, as we're here today, we do lift up many other prayer concerns. We lift up those who mourn here today, the loss of loved ones. Especially, Lord, as we are our church, remember those that we have lost. We pray for their families. May they once again feel your Holy Spirit, your peace that only you can bring, rest upon their shoulders. May God, you be with those who are sick, those who are injured, those who have upcoming surgeries, those who have been given bad news by doctors. Be with each of them. Proclaim yourself as the great healer once again. Do work in their life that they can proclaim your goodness, and that we can all tell once again of the love that's lavished upon us by the great Father of ours. We do, Lord, want to pray for those who are going through many other different difficulties of life, whether it be through job searches or whether it go through just financial means, whether it go through uh, addictions or hardships or just loneliness or depression. For all these and much more, Lord, we lift up to your arms. Be with them. Especially as we remember Youth Sunday, we pray for our youth, not just here in church, but our youth in our communities, our youth in our schools, our youth in our country and in the world. That each and every day would be more opportunities for them to see people live out faith. And that God, instead of being distracted by money, wealth, fame, power, sex, whatever, that they would search for character and see it truly in people's lives each and every single day in their own communities, their own churches, and in their own schools. And that, God, you would put a yearning in their heart for something truly deep, truly substantial. And that, God, they would not be in the place, Lord, where they trade out of substantiality the quick wounds of smoke that disappear. So, God, do amazing things in our community, amazing things for our youth. Help them be raised up not only in the faith, but choose faith. And share that with others. Finally, God, we pray for this church. We pray for the church worldwide to always lift up your cross, lift up your story. And for each of us, once again, to take another step closer to you each and every single day. Finally, God, we pray that prayer that marks us as your followers. And so we pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the volunteers for the offering please please come out.
may you join me in prayer. Thank you, Lord, that you are our strength and our song. You fill our hearts with joy. May we give your offerings to you with gladness and joy. Everything that we have belongs to you. Bless these gifts and offerings that we give to you. Please guide us and use these in your name. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you for blessing us with your wonderful music. That was awesome. We love that very much. So thank you. Well, I'm going to invite uh, Ayub and Camilla to come on down at this time. Um, as you know, it's uh, Youth Sunday, but part of Youth Sunday is also uh, that uh, Ayub and Camilla are actually being confirmed here today. Now, just so you know, this is kind of walking through the motions a little bit in the sense that uh, they have already just uh, before in our, our church, not only were they baptized as older, but they also uh, took the vows of membership already uh, before we ever had our church vote and things like that so that they had the ability to vote. But then that part of that was the promise, hey, we will complete the actual confirmation class so when that time comes, uh, they can stand before you. So you've already already answered all these questions. We know the answer, but we're going to do this properly just one last time to make sure that uh, we're part of this. And so I'm going to ask uh, their mentors uh, if they want to come up and stand by them here at this time as they make these commitments very formally to the church. 
And so Camilla and Ayub, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? Those are good answers. <laughs> well, as uh, you may not know this, but part of confirmation has been a 10-week journey, more or less, where they've met weekly with their mentors. We have uh, Steve Shirley right here, and we have uh, Keith Thirst here right back here. And uh, part of that journey is that they've actually come to, to wrestle with all the different ideas of faith. They've covered all sorts of topics under those weeks. They've also had a week where they got to meet with me, and we got to eat some flyers pizza together and have a good time there. But talk about everything from baptism to sacraments to what it means to be the Trinity, what it means, all these different things under the sun. Uh, and it's been quite some time. Uh, Steve shared with me, he said, you know, this is pretty good for an adult to go through. I, I enjoy this, you know, <laughs> good refreshers. But um, as they're here today, we do have, uh, at the end of this completion of a journey, we have some Bibles that we wanted to give you. Now, these are special Bibles. Uh, there's actually a Bible app that goes along with them, and that actually when you're reading, you can bring up your Bible on your phone, your Bible app, and it will actually uh, unlock a whole bunch of other things for you to go and research and learn about and do different things. So if you ever have questions, you can actually have the study tools on your phone uh, with that. But I'm going to have their mentors uh, give them their Bibles at this time. Uh, just so you know, they did write a special note in your Bibles for you to always have and to keep. Now, church, we've already welcomed them once as official members, adult members. But we're going to do it again here, right? Because now it's completed. So let's do that to you. Let's welcome Ivan Camilla. <laughs> Now, yeah, you don't take a bow, but <laughs> one last thing I wanted to do is just share with you just a little bit about each one uh, and, and just kind of maybe do a little prophetic talking, right, or just for a minute. Uh, I've got to know these two very much dearly over these last few years and uh, been part of, much a part of their faith journey uh, during this time. You know, one of the things I love about both of them, and, and I'm going to talk Ayub first and I'll talk about Camilla, but Ayub, you know, he's a quiet guy. And if you're around him, he's super quiet, but then he will just drop wisdom on you from nowhere, right? I mean, he'll be sitting there, he'll have, the, he'll have this question that's just perfect. But he is a, a quick-to-listen type of guy, but he's, he's absorbing everything you're saying. And then he will always ask and know exactly how to ask a very, that pointed question is what I'm trying to say, but a very intellectual question that's really needed to know that sometimes make your pastor go, oh, interesting, let me get back to you on that answer, right? <laughs> but that's Ayub. And, you know, one of the things I could see Ayub being great at is, honestly, I could see him being an awesome lay leader one day. Because again, he's quick to listen, but he, he absorbs the information, he's able to process it and get to those uh, really things that need to be addressed and things that maybe other people don't see. Uh, and I could see him being great at that one day, and uh, hopefully one day he'll serve our church in maybe some capacity such as that, and, or who knows what other capacity as well. Now, Camilla, Camilla's a mover and a shaker, if you don't know this. She's, uh, I call her Miss Mom sometimes, because she uh, is, the, is the one that's sort of ringing everybody together. So if you ever come to a youth group, and Keith can attest to this, right, that it might be a little crazy going on, and Camilla's going to be the one that's like, all right, sit down in the chair, let's get going, come on, let's do something. And so, you know, I see her being the mover, the shaker. You know what I think is uh, one of Camilla's things, is at some point, God's going to put something in her heart that says, hey, in our community, there's some people in need. And, and she's not going to wait around for pastor permission. She's going to rally up the gang of the church, and she's going to say, we're going to do ministry for these people that need it, Come on, and she's going to plan it out, get it all done, and then she's going to make sure it's done well or something like that. And so, 
You know, I can see, Camilla, you starting some ministry that's so vital in our community that will just make this church shine with the love of Jesus uh, or many other of the gifts that you have. But just two things I wanted to name out here today as you're before us that I see in both of you that maybe God will continue to nurture and grow and do something uh, amazing with. So we're so thankful for you both. Let's pray over them during this time uh, here today. Lord, we do come here today and we pray for both Camilla and I. May you be not only part of their life as we know as they've made this dedication to you once again that, God, they are giving their lives to you and to your service. They proclaim the faith, just as all the saints before us have, and they carry on this torch of this great gospel that's been given to us and will bring it to new generations. Lord, as they're here today, may you bless each and both of them, that, Lord, that not only would they feel your presence, but that Holy Spirit, Holy, you would work through their life. Help them not only upbuild our church to be what we need to be, help us to be for this community who we need to be, help us to reach those who we need to reach. And help us, Lord, to have your eyes and fresh new eyes as these days go on to constantly lead where you go and lead where you follow. Lord, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just show our appreciations one last time here. We're so thankful for both of you. And we also want to thank uh, Keith and Steve gave a lot of their time up uh, meeting with these two. So we also want to just show our appreciation on behalf of them as well. <laughs> Well, excellent. So uh, we will now, believe it or not, have a scripture and sermon read, and, and the uh, sermon will be not only was God's heart in her own life, but Camilla will be preaching for us here today. And so uh, we're going to move on for that. <laughs> and so I will you lead us in the, uh, the scripture reading, and then Camilla, you have the floor. The reading from today is from Job chapter 1, verse 20, verse 20 to 22. At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship and said, Naked I came from my mother's room, and naked I will depart. The, the Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all of this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning, church. My name is Camilla, if you didn't already know that. Um, my parents are Lombe and Andrew Nimely, and Pastor Jonathan is letting me do this sermon, so thank you to him. Um, preaching wasn't something I saw myself like ever doing. As he said, it's part of my journey now. But it took courage. It was almost as if something was encouraging me to do a sermon. I actually passed it on to my brother. I didn't really want to do it, but God just said, put something. And while I was taking this leap of faith, I came across miracles, just the topic miracles. It just stuck out to me because not many people appreciate the small miracles that they have in their life. But I shrugged it off and kept going on with what I was doing. Because miracles is such a broad topic. You don't see a lot of pastors preaching on it, even our bastard. But yeah, it's generally preaching on it, but not based the whole sermon on it. 
People in today's society get so used to saying, where's the next, or is that all, that we sometimes forget the miracles that are in our life right now. You know, what are miracles anyways? Miracles can be anything. The dictionary defines miracles as a surprise, but it's really a coincidence. A coincidence, a small miracle where God chooses to remain anonymous. The great Albert Einstein said that. And I really believe it because people have miracles in their life every day, like a newborn baby or even the opportunity to wake up. But too many times people take the big and the small miracles for granted. Even the simple things such as a meal, shelter, clean water, or a family. I stumbled upon the, the verse, Job 120, which says, then Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down to the ground and worshiped. But to understand the context of this verse, going back is crucial. It says in Job 1, this man was blameless. He was upright, he feared God and shunned evil. It said he had many houses, animals, servants working for him. He was living the life. But through all his success, he didn't forget who got him there, God. It says he was such a devoted follower of God that it says in Job 1.5, early in the morning, he would sacrifice a burnt offering for each of them, thinking, perhaps my children have sinned and cursed gods in their hearts. But all this good obviously lets Satan evil, angry. God said to Satan, have you seen my faithful servant, Job? He was pretty much boasting about his servant. But Satan was in a disbelief that a man with nothing, I mean no family, animals, or servants, could stay faithful. It says in Bible, in the Bible, Job verse 10 to 12, have you not put a hedge around his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and herds are spread throughout the land and scribe, scratch out your hand and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to his face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, everything he has in, in your power, but on this man himself, do not lay a finger. From losing all his animals and servants to fire, from painful source to the, to the sole of his feet, to the crown of his head, to all his children dying from a sandstorm. Job had almost lost it all. He was going through it, but he still had his wife, his friends, but his troubles weren't finished yet. In the verse I read for us, we can, we can plainly see Job at his lowest, but he still continues to worship, even in the midst of his trouble. He says in the verse, he came into this world with nothing and would return with nothing. Could you do that? I know I couldn't. But his troubles weren't finished yet. His friends were always seeing what Job was going through. And his friends thought Job had to sin against God for God to punish him like that. But Job swore he didn't do nothing. And his friends thought he was keeping something from them. So they left. Even Job's wife said, curse God and die. Pretty harsh, right? But Job's wife was fed up. In today's society, we're so stuck in the future that we sometimes forget to think 
forget to thank him for the little things. I stumble upon this quote that goes, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift from God, which is why it's called the presence. This quote is by Bill Keenan, and I think this is a symbolization of why we need to thank God for the little miracles, not question him why he's doing something, but thank him for what he was doing, you know? Most of us say we have to go to work or we have to go to a hospital. You don't have to, you get to. And that's another reason I picked this story. But there's so many miracles in the Bible why I chose this one. It symbolizes a man, I mean a full human man, not like Jesus, he was holy, he was a human, just like everyone in this room. He was just like many of us but he still remained faithful, even through the tribulations and trial. There's a lot of miracles in the Bible. For example, the great flood was basically God flooding the world. He sent Noah to build an ark. Y'all know the story. But God realizes in the day he dried the earth and a symbolization of his good work was a rainbow. Anytime you see a rainbow, it's a symbolization of faith. But the biggest miracle God ever gave us was Jesus dying on the cross for sin. Even though many people thought it wasn't, many of his disciples thought it wasn't a miracle at the moment. But looking back right now, right, right, right now, we see it is one, it's the biggest one, because even if I do something wrong, he's gonna, he has my back. Like, I know how he has my back personally. Even Abraham, the father of nations, Question God and his good deeds. For example, Gideon, the son of King Judah, questioned God. He said, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? There are many people in the Bible who questioned God and some who didn't. But Job, instead of questioning God and his good intentions and his all good mighty, he dropped down and on his knees and praise. Because even through the trials and tribulation, Job losing everything, he still remained faithful. God won the bet. But in all seriousness, Job was a God-fearing man, acknowledging God's good intention that are produced by his good works and makes a person knowledgeable. When Job had lost everything, his wife told him to curse God and die. He refused, instead respond to God in faith. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. The Lord released him for captivity and prayed, even though he prayed for his friends. The Lord gave Job twice as much, animals, servants, all the people he had, twice as much as everything. So basically what I'm trying to say, love God and miracles will happen. We should all be strong about the situation, how Job and many others were in the Bible when they received backflash. So in summary, my sermon was about the blessings of God. And if you believe in him, good things will happen. You may not see the miracles in the moment, but they are always there. And God has a bigger and better plan for your life. Amen.
Well, <laughs> now I was going to say, oh, you're coming with me? Okay, Jackson's with me today. Camille, I got to ask you, how did that feel? How are you feeling? Oh, good? I just want to say, I just affirmed you with some other things, but you may have a calling on your life to go into ministry, in all seriousness, I mean that. It was a blessing. Thank you for speaking to us today and sharing God's word with us. Uh, we're going to be celebrating communion, and we're going to do something a little special. I know uh, many of you are bean counters, and you're saying, wait, pastor's the third Sunday, we can't do communion. You can, because youth wanted to do it. It's youth Sunday, they, I told them, they get to do what they want to do. So we're doing it. But uh, we are going to have just one station. It's a little different here today. Uh, and actually, Ayub and Camilla are going to be uh, both uh, there, and they're going to be the ones actually serving you. I do want to let you know that um, what we'll do is we'll just come down one aisle, so this side, uh, and then you all, everybody can turn around and, and head back that way. Of course, you all over here will just kind of keep doing a whole big loop. You get to do a little parade around the church here today, uh, but we'll start in the back and do those things. But let's now prepare the table here today. Lord, we remember that on the night in which you gave yourself up for us. You met with your disciples in that upper room. And you feasted that Seder meal. And in that supper, you took bread, you broke the bread, you gave it to your disciples. You said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, you took the cup, gave thanks to the Lord and said, take, drink. This is the cup of my new covenant poured out for you and for many, the forgiveness of sins. As often as you drink this, do this in remembrance of me. And so, Lord, in these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, and those we have named here today in many other ways, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us. May it be upon these gifts of bread and wine that they may be for us the body and blood of Christ. And then taking them, Lord, we may be yours and we may be given to this world. Lord, we pray all this in the name of the Father, and Son, and Holy Spirit. All honor and glory is yours now and forever. Amen. The table is prepared. Just a few other comments. Uh, first of all, you don't have to be a member of this church. You don't have to be a member of our denomination. If you want to meet with Jesus Christ, you're welcome to come and to take communion. You'll just simply do that by coming forward. You just rip a piece of the bread off, dip it into the juice, and take communion that way. You want to also just let you know we do have um, some prepackaged elements. And so if you need that here today, if you'd like to have those, they have both the bread and the juice on both sides. And so you can take one of these and also celebrate communion uh, wherever you would like to as well, whether up here or down at your pews as well. Will those, uh, that's, we'll start in the back and also with the upstairs, will those uh, come on down in this time and then just be led by the Spirit. Again, we'll walk down this aisle, you'll be served, and then you can return this way. The altar rails are also open if you want to meet with God once again. Let's now go to the Lord in this time of communion.
Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for your love that's been proven to us again. Amen. We're going to have special music today. Uh, if everybody wants to stand and join with us, this is Katie Cordell. She's going to play the trumpet for us. church if you could just have a seat for just a couple more moments here today it's you sunday so i can let you out late you can't blame me right that's how it works so i just wanted to say uh, as we're here today uh, many of you uh, know but uh mr keith thirst has been with us about a year or so and he has been uh, helping out with our youth program both on sunday mornings and also evenings and sunday nights and i hear that you guys have a pool party tonight uh, so yeah it's a good time uh, we did uh, want to just send a, a special thanks to Keith. Uh, as many of you have heard, that's uh, unfortunately not any dude part of what we wanted or anything that he wanted, but just a financial uh, just realities have made it such that we needed to uh, let go of his position. And so uh, Keith will no longer be in that official role as our youth director. But Keith, we just wanted to take this Sunday to let you know we've seen you this past year. We've seen the work that you did. We're so thankful, and I think it was pretty evident today with our youth and maybe some of the impact that you've had on them and uh, just the ability for them to come and to lead this service. Because we remember that when you first came, you were the one that had to preach, right? <laughs> but uh, that's the growth that our students have had over these past, uh, this past time. And uh, Keith, we're just so thankful for you. We want to just not only recognize you, but also send you off uh, with a prayer. And of course, uh, you're always welcome here in this family. You're a member of our church. Uh, and so uh, just know that this door is open for you to be here and to help out however you want. We love you and your family very much. But first of all, let's say our thanks to Keith and give him thank you for this time. <laughs> Getting a standing ovation back here. <laughs> I heard some Keith in there, and then let's pray for him. Lord, we pray for Keith, Lord. And as uh, this is really uh, a, a sad moment for our church and sad moment for us. But Lord, we are so thankful for the ministry that he's done in his life, and especially for our youth, for the, the lessons and all the work and Especially those wild moments where he, you know, we're just trying to get youth to calm down to hear a lesson, Lord. But uh, truly, we've seen your patience in his life. Uh, you do wonders in our youth. We've seen them grow. We've seen them become men and women that, Lord, you're calling them to be. 
And so, God, as we uh, do have to say goodbye in these moments, we do just want to send Keith off with a rich and warm blessing, such as the blessing that when the saints would, uh, back in the day, when the apostles would leave the gathering of the fellowship of believers to go out and do amazing things, that same blessing be upon Keith now. Lord, for all these things that have uh, taken place, may they be fixed in his memory and his mind to always remember that you did work through him and that, God, our church will ever and ever be grateful for his service. Lord, we love him and we give you praise. We all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Keith. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, buddy. Bye, buddy. <laughs> you can hug him. So, uh, one last thing that we want to do here today on Youth Sunday, we always recognize the graduates. Uh, they're not necessarily here today, the ones that I know of at least, but did want to mention to you just real quickly uh, that we do have Ian Johnson, who's graduating, and he will be going on. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> So Ian, if you're watching at home, we love you very much, and I hear you're going to Columbus State, and so you got some plans there. Uh, another graduation that I did hear about was Chris Salva, who's uh, graduating with a master's degree in accounting from Otterbein, uh, who's already working his job pretty much, so we're celebrating him. So Salva family, congrats to you. And uh, first of all, I should also mention, are there, is there anybody here that's graduating we didn't even know about? If you want to just raise your hand or have to get some degree or something like that, don't think so, but if on behalf of any of your family, that, uh, we do want to celebrate any of our extended family that uh, may be going through some graduation parties these next few weeks. Uh, we do want to just uh, thank God for that. Now, with all that being said, we're actually going to be benedicted out of here by the Reverend, <laughs> Ms. Camilla. So, Camilla, will you come and share a benediction? <laughs> As John said once before, there are many manses in my father's house. If it wasn't so, I would have not told you. Now take that message and go in peace. Savior, I surrender.